From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 17th of October, 2022. Good afternoon. Today, we're going to be talking about the National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing the controversy in the US Senate. But first, the Chinese Congress. Sunday marked the opening of the 20th National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party, the most important event in the party's political calendar. Almost 2,300 delegates are meeting in Beijing for the near-week-long Congress to elect party leaders, debate key policies, and listen to speeches. In what will be a break from a decades-long tradition, delegates are expected to hand Xi Jinping a historic third term as leader of the party and country, securing his position as the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao. The Congress, which is held every five years, opened with a speech by Xi, which came in at just under two hours. One of the more notable sections of the speech focused on Taiwan, the self-governed island that China claims as part of its territory. Xi told the Party Congress that the historical wheels of national reunification and national rejuvenation are rolling forward, and the complete reunification of the motherland must be achieved. He said that, we insist on striving for the prospect of peaceful reunification, but added that, we will never promise to give up the use of force and reserve the option to take all necessary measures. Taiwan's presidential office released a statement in response saying, Taiwan's position is firm. No backing down on national sovereignty, no compromise on democracy and freedom, and meeting on the battlefield is absolutely not an option for the two sides of the Taiwan Strait, adding that this is the consensus of Taiwan's people. In the days before the Congress started, a rare protest was held in the country's capital. Protest banners were seen hanging from the Sitong Bridge, criticizing the strict security measures in the capital and the country's zero COVID policy. But during the speech, the Chinese leader defended his zero COVID strategy, saying it was a people's war to stop the spread of the virus, and signaled that there would be no imminent loosening of the controversial strategy. If all goes expected this week, Xi Jinping will solidify his position as the country's leader for at least the next five years. He currently holds the three most powerful positions in China, General Secretary of the Communist Party, Chairman of the Central Military Commission, and President of the People's Republic of China. This week's Congress is expected to reconfirm him as Party General Secretary and Military Commission Chief. His presidency is up for renewal in March next year, when China's parliament will likely rubber stamp his reappointment. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. On Sunday, the Ukrainian army announced an operational silence, requesting that people and media refrain from publishing anything related to Kherson for intelligence reasons. This comes just a few days after it was widely reported that Russian occupying authorities in the oblast had begun evacuating Kherson city, which had been under Russian control since March. Obviously, it's hard to know exactly what's going on because, well, there's a de facto media blackout. But operational silences usually mean that Ukraine is trying to make further advances. This will probably involve advancing south along the west bank of the Dnipro River towards Kherson. 
As things stand, some 20,000 Russian troops are stuck on the western side of the Dnipro with no easy way of crossing to the other side. And if Ukrainians make further advances, the Russians could be forced into mass surrender. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Brazil is in the middle of an election at the moment. Earlier this month, voters went to the polls in this year's presidential election. As no candidate received more than 50% of the votes, though, the election will go to a runoff of the top two candidates, former President Lula da Silva and incumbent President Bolsonaro. This runoff is set to take place at the end of the month. Over the weekend, the candidates took part in a TV debate, which ended up being quite, well, feisty. Lula attacked Bolsonaro's handling of the COVID pandemic, claiming that his negligence led to the death of 680,000 people, half of which could have been saved. Bolsonaro famously called COVID a little flu. Bolsonaro hit back by calling Lula a national embarrassment, in a reference to Lula's previous corruption charge in 2018, which was later quashed. This morning, the UK Chancellor announced new measures designed to undo the mini-budget from earlier this month. The headline announcements are that the cut in the basic rate of income tax, which is expected to happen next year and cut 1p from it, is to be scrapped, so this won't happen. And the cap on energy bills will be reviewed in April, rather than extended for two years. In essence, Hunt, the new Chancellor, has realised that the hugely negative response to the mini-budget from the market is now unsustainable. In a display of frankness to the public, Hunt explained that we will reverse almost all the tax measures from the mini-budget. Some of the smaller reversals include cuts to the dividend tax rates, off-payroll working reforms, the new VAT-free shopping scheme for non-UK visitors, and the freeze on alcohol duty rates. This all seems to go against everything that Truss stood for in the Tory leadership election, and will pile huge pressure on her leadership. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the controversy in the US Senate, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.